due to the late arrival of the impact aircraft, this flight has been delayed. Passengers are requested to reassemble for boarding well, Elaine, my name is Angela Willis and I work here in Immigration at Dublin Airport. Um, what I, my specific job is I work as part in, of an investigation team. We do investigations into anything from people trafficking, people smuggling, to people arriving with false documents or to children arriving unaccompanied in the state. I'm here for the last six years. Um, there's about 85 people work here at the general immigration controls and then there's another 20 of us who are involved in investigations here. This is one possible end to our story, but it's not the starting point. Our story starts in West Africa and moves between three countries, Togo, Nigeria and Gabon. This is Sotobois in rural Togo, the start of one of many child slavery routes. Why did you decide to go to Nigeria? Bamazi is 15 years old and goes to the local primary school. It was a cousin who had told him that someone was looking for two more people to go to Nigeria. So he went to several of his friends and said that his cousin is looking for some boys to go to Nigeria. In the beginning, his friends were very hesitant, but in the end decided to go. And how did they go to Nigeria? How did they get there? <laughs> They took a car. Watch out, camion. Camion. They took a truck. Truck. So it was it was a large truck, like a 18 wheeler, and there was about 400 kids on the truck. Was he was he scared? Was he worried that he was going to Nigeria, crossing the border with 400 other children in a truck? Yes, he said he was, he was afraid, but because he really wanted a bike, he decided to go. It was a two-day journey, and if there were boys that were misbehaving or hitting each other on the truck, then the, the patron, the uh, person taking them, would hit them and spank them. Okay, and did any of the boys that he was travelling with, did any of them change their mind and want to go back to Togo? No, the other. No. Okay, the person who took them there, he had his farm and he prepared a place for them to stay and, and took care of their food. After a while, they, they made tents and slept out there. When someone would get sick, they would send them home immediately back to their country. Did he find the work... Um very hard physically. For the very small, it was difficult, but if you're a little bigger, then you could handle it. So he was 14 when he went to Nigeria. What was the youngest boy that he met there? The youngest he saw was 13 years old. And I've been assuming that it's been all boys. Were there any girls among the workers on the farm? 
there were girls, but they didn't bring the girls to the fields. They were sent into the town. They're sent into towns to work as domestic help, and at the end of each month, the patron goes and collects money for the work that they have done with families in the city. And while he was there for the several months, um, was he ever mistreated? Did he ever receive a beating from the boss? Patron never hit him personally, but with his friends who he was working with, they were beat frequently because they, they were not working at the same, in the same speed as the other kids. When you returned to Togo, um, how did you come back and what did you get for your work? He uh, came back with a bicycle and a radio. For, they call it a radio with six batteries. A lot of the kids came back on their bikes. If they wanted to also receive some money they, to, to come back, the two, ones who were too small to do that were taken on motorcycles. It took him five days to get back. Is there no work in this region, in Sotobo? Why would he go to Nigeria for work? Why not stay here and work? Here there is some work, but it's difficult to get enough money to be able to buy a bike. How long does he think he would have to work here to buy a bicycle? Maybe two years. Axlo is a child trafficker in the same area. Is there a season or a time of the year when there is a de- demand for children? Yes, there is a season for the demand. Uh, the season starts in January. And from January to February, March, if they, they, they can define uh, children, okay, they, he passed them. And how would he recruit, how would he decide which children would be suitable for work in Nigeria? Okay. Uh, when he's... He's, he's seen uh, the, uh, the children or the young. Uh, they know that uh, these uh, children or young people can work hard. Uh, Look uh, the appearance, but sometimes they fail when they, they arrived uh, uh, at the other side. Uh, they don't uh, work as he expected. Okay. When he had talked to the children, did he talk to their parents also about them going to Nigeria? He discussed uh, and planned uh, with the, only with the children, never with the parents, because if he approached the parents... Uh, when he will come back, people will know that uh, he is a trafficker. He come back, and he uh, planned everything with uh, children. What was the arrangement for him? Did he get paid for delivering one child, and if so, how much? 
he had a contract as uh, a controller for the farm. And uh, he negotiated the amount of the contract and he came here to recruit a worker who were children. And he brought them uh, in Nigeria and he put them on the, uh, the, the farm and they work uh, together. But he collects the amount of the contract. And at the end of the contract, he pay materials to the children. In goods, in yes. like a bicycle or yes. a radio, but he would keep, keep the money. Yes. Now, do I understand correctly, he would work also in Nigeria with the children or he would leave them and come back? Yes, I, I asked him this question. Uh, he said that uh, he lives with them and he worked with them. But personally, I don't think. But this is what he he said. And how much for a contract? Uh, he can uh, get uh, 300,000 Nera. 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 The trafficker gets 1,950 euro for providing three to five children for 10 months' work on a farm. The children receive a bicycle as payment. In the plan office in Sotobois is Anastasie, the child rights coordinator. Tell me a little about the culture of child trafficking. It seems to have existed in this region for many, many years. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that? Normally, um, in our culture, when uh, you have your, you are a mother or father, you have your sisters or brothers somewhere else where you you are living, you can send your child to that, those people, for them just to educate. It's part of our culture. So it was, it was what was done. Now people change that aspect, first of all, for uh, exploitation. I mean, uh, maybe I'm the aunt or the uncle of a child whose mother wants me to educate. When they send it to me, I can just give it to a woman or a friend who, who needs somebody or, or a, a child to be with her just to uh, do small job and so and so on. So it's what people used to do. And they change that aspect also because it's not their children, so they just do whatever they want for that children, whether uh, the children will do hard work, they don't mind, they don't mind. Now, the other aspect also is that the, the girl, and when they want to marry, because they marry very early, when they want to marry, they need some clothes, some small sponte before going to marry. So that, that aspect of the thing pushed them to go and work, whether they are uh, beyond 18 years or not, because they want to get married or their parents want them to get married. They don't want to go there without cloth or anything. So they want to 
get those things before getting married so they can go to abroad whether it's uh, um, Nigeria, Benin, and so on, where they can get money and buy those things before coming back. And the other thing also is that just because they see people in the area going eh, and coming back with some maybe a bicycle or they brought cloth to their parents, they they also want to go. That is the two aspects that I mean for the girl and for the boys. Lome, the capital of Togo. I'm now arriving at um, the Young People's Transit Centre in uh, Lome. Um, hello, You're how welcome. are you? Thank you very much. Hello. Thank you. Please come and sit down, please. Okay. Yes, my name is uh, Dede Yovu. I am the coordinator of the Transit Center. Can you explain to me a little about the roots of trafficking? Um, how does it happen? I know Togo yeah. is both a mm-hmm. country for internal trafficking, but also for external trafficking. Yes. Uh, the, the roots of this traffic is uh, very large. Uh, generally, the children between the three, six, or seventeen go to the uh, Arabia Saudite, France, Ireland, uh, Angleterre, Nigeria, Ghana, Benin, uh, Ivory Coast, Gabon, everywhere, everywhere, because uh, uh, the. The Togo is the country who the trafficking is very high. It's difficult to tell you because you don't have you don't have the good research with the number of trafficking. But here I I will tell you and my colleague told you that the Togo is the big country of children, but you don't have the center like this center. This center is the uh, uh, alone in all Togo, and sometimes you can't do everything for, for them like we, we think. Dede is keen to point out that many of these children can find themselves in Ireland or elsewhere in Europe. To speak uh, a little French, to know everything of the era of them, chair, uh, armchair, table, uh, cooking, or some else. Most of the children speak local language. They yes. Speak French. Yes, they speak local language. Okay. You have some local language, but in uh, the animators uh, of this center, uh, generally you spoke two or three languages right. to facilitate the situation of the the children. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are these children playing? Uh, Awale. 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 Bonjour, ça va? Bonjour, <laughs> Two months. Two months. <laughs> and where did you learn English? Lagos. Lagos. <laughs> very good. Yes. Very good. 
But the Sentai, we don't have a big house, but we try with a little Aira to do what you can do. And we have a blackboard here, uh, the table for do the, the sew, to sewing. Sewing? Uh, yes? Art wet, art wet. Art wet, yes. And to play. Yes. Here they play football. In the area of play, uh, football, she likes it very the, much. The girls play football? <laughs> yes. Oh, you excellent. can play for... Tell me, uh, what, what is your favourite thing that you like to do? I like to play football. football. And, and you're good and tall. I'd say you're a good football player. Yeah. <laughs> Later, Essay tells her story. Having been trafficked to Nigeria as a young girl by her half-brother, she returned alone to Togo, where she found herself on the streets. What happens next is disturbing and ultimately led to the first prosecution for child pornography in Togo. She asked me that was my name. I told her that my name is called AC. The following day when I went to the house in the evening time, she now said I should come and stay with her. That day where I went to the house, she not take me. Where she take me? She, not, she said she wants to take me to somewhere. And I asked her that will. She told me that she wants to take me to someone. That anything I want, the person will do for me. And I said, okay. Is it a woman or a man? She didn't answer me. The man is a white man. She came and hold my breast. And I started wanting him that let ever his life to touch me again. I don't know you, you don't know me. You just come and sit down. And he touched me like that. The girl started accusing me that I should shut up. And I, I said, okay. When she take me there, she now, when she wants to leave, she now closed the door outside. Okay, so you were inside the room. Yeah. And with the television, yeah. and she closed the door, the door for you. And then I was afraid, and I saw go for inside the mall room. I was afraid. I, I never know what to do. My own mind, the man wants to kill me or not. Okay. And then, was the man in the room with no, you? Not no, at the, not, not now. Later, later. Later, the man I came. When she came, she touched me. I said, no, don't touch me. Do you know me? The, the second time she came, she wanted to talk. And I said, I'll slap you. She, she now left the three times when she came. And I said, that, I want to drink water. Dad. Please, let's give me, let him give me water. And then, uh, first she brought the water. I don't know how she drug me. And I, I drink the water. When I drink the water, the, my face was start turning. I was no more seeing again. I was seeing double. You were seeing double after drinking yeah, the water. Yeah. So she must have put something yeah. in it. So from there... And now I wake up eight o'clock in the morning. And when I wake up and I see myself for the man bed and blood was the bed. And then she now said that she wants to stamp me in picture. And I said that which type of picture? She now said that because of So she wanted to take a, a picture of you. Yeah. This was the woman or the man? A man. A man. Yeah. So the man wanted to take a picture of you. Yeah. And there had been blood on, on the bed after the night. She now said that she wants to stamp me a picture. And I said that why? She now told me that she now told me that because of she loved me, that's why she wants to stamp me a picture. And I said that don't ever in your life told me that you love me again. You know me, you don't know me. I said I don't know it's only yesterday. And then So he was saying that he loved you and yeah. he wanted to take your picture and you were saying you don't know me. Yeah. How can you love me? And when I say so she now stamped me a picture, necklace. I didn't wear clothes, I didn't wear anything. She now snapped me a picture almost two times. 
So they took pictures of you naked as such? Yeah. Okay. And from then, when I want to go, she now gave me 5,000. That she take it home. 5,000 CFA? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she gave me, and then when I want to go, I was not feeling fine. When I went to the house, my stomach pained me. I was crying. I don't have anybody. I don't have anywhere to go. And the following week, and I went to police station to go and report. So you went to the police station yourself yeah. to make a report on this? Yeah. And when I went to go and report, I went to the police station almost three times. My name is Kova, and uh, this is the market of Hanukope. Hanukope is a neighborhood here in, in Lome. And uh, this is the second market of Lome. Here they sell fruits, they sell coal. And you can see many women and children around, always, the whole day around. Mm-hmm. And um, there seem to be a lot of young children around this market. Um, are they um, the children of the women who are working here? Most of them. And uh, some, they just come here to work. Mm-hmm. They, some of them are with their mothers. Others, they are just uh, kept by somebody. They work for that uh, woman or men. And... Uh, be, from the work they get their food that's all and how young are the children working in this market they can be 8, 9, 10, 12 it seems to be um, largely women and children though yes most of them many have their if you ask for their husbands they will tell you they are in the village up in the well. they are working in the field uh, taking care of the house or whatever. And what would be the average family size here? It can, really it's difficult to say because they have their own children and many times they, they take care of children from other people in the family. In, in the family usually it can be four, six, uh, ten children around, right? Yeah. Maybe four are from the uh, same father, same mother, but then they have uh, other children around. And are there many children here who have been um, trafficked and work here? Yeah. Uh, we're going around. That's it. <laughs> I was just saying, are there many children here who have been trafficked and that work here? There are. There are many... I don't know if you would say trafficked, but uh, they come from the up interior uh, because people there, they cannot take care of them. They think in Lomé they are better. And then they come here and they are with somebody else who makes them work and they get food for it and they can sleep in the house. It's not real traffic like that, but, uh, you know, they are working. It's, it's kind of uh, children, children work. Right? I suppose, in a way, it's not... If they cannot afford to feed the children up in interior and the families feel they at least may get some food here mm-hmm. that they could send them down to, to stay with someone. But that obviously makes those children very vulnerable mm-hmm. because they're not related necessarily to the people. They are never treated like uh, we are the, the children own. of their own, right? And also some are traffic, uh, some, some, we can explain the story yes. of the girls, right? You know, some came from Nigeria, back from Nigeria, back from Gabon. When they go to these places, then they never return to the village. They mostly stay in, in town. Okay. 
I suppose they come back a little bit older and sure. Yeah, sometimes they leave the, the country when they are eight, ten, and they come back when they are 16, 17, and they know electricity, they know uh, water, uh, sanitation, everything that they don't have in the village, even education. I'm here with Alice and Dede in the transit centre in Lome and Dede is going to help me talk with Alice. Um, can you ask Alice um, where was she born and what age she is now? Alice, she said that she born in Ghana and she is 16 years old. Okay. And how old was she when she left Ghana? She said that she had 13 years old. Okay. And why did she leave Ghana? Ghana. Ghana. She said that she go to Ghana because her mother don't have uh, anything and she, uh, they, they promised for her to work with her tent and pay there but here uh, she have a, a lot expectation and she never pay her is why she decided to come back at home. Okay. So, just to understand you, she left Ghana when she was 13 and she went to her aunt in Gabon. Um, but the aunt um, ex- exploited her, so she came back. But she's in Togo now. Okay. Now, can, can she tell us, how did she travel to Gabon? Did she go... Overland, or did she go by boat? How? By beach. By beach? Yes. So, in a boat. Uh, boat. 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 Did she go by boat from Ghana or did she come through Togo first? She said that uh, we have, she has uh, uh, a few transit home. The first, she come here. Then uh, she go to the Benin. And in Benin, she take the boat and uh, she don't know... Uh, how, because she don't know the, the, the way of the boat, and she go to the to Gabon. She have uh, a lot of tr- uh, transit. Okay. Togo and Benin. 
So was she travelling on her own or was she with other girls? Uh-huh. She said that she don't know, but she's alone. She's alone. Yes. But is she traveling with her aunt or with another woman? Who is she traveling with? She said that uh, she can't take the, uh, what it means, aeroplane. aeroplane. And another uh, woman, uh, she confused her with another woman who go to the both with her. Okay. And is the aunt her mother's sister? Or is it just a woman that we call aunt? Every she said that she knew her, but she don't know the familiarity with her, with her and her family. Okay, so she doesn't know the family. Generally, if you don't know the relation with your parents, you say aunt, uncle, but it's not really aunt or uncle. <laughs> I'm in the house of the Carmelite sisters here in Libreville in Gabon, and I'm going to talk with Sister Martha. Et qu'est-ce que les sœurs font ici? Eh, nous sommes arrivés en 93 ici, à Libreville. Eh, notre travail principal était la pastorale et aussi dans le domaine social. La première chose que nous avons essayé de faire, c'est de travailler avec les enfants de la rue. We came here to Libreville in 1993, above all for pastoral work, but also for social work. We first started working with the street children. When we looked at the children walking the streets, we were wondering what we could do for them. C'est à ce moment qu'on a commencé à découvrir qu'au euh, Gabon, il y avait euh, le trafic d'enfants. Ça veut dire que euh, le Gabon, c'était un pays d'accueil. It is then that we slowly discovered that there were a whole lot of children who are trafficked to Gabon. This means that Gabon is a host country because the conditions in this country are good for trafficking in the sense that it is a country where there is peace. It is also because it is the country where the most economically powerful Africans live in Central Africa. This is why people come here to work and take advantage to bring these young girls in. Let me be clear, these children are not paid. It is the other people in charge of them that get paid on their behalf. The traffickers tell the parents that their children are going to go to school and they are going to have a job. They are going to be very safe here. Then they show them a magnificent picture of Libreville. However, the reality is very different. There is no school. The children work from four o'clock in the morning until midnight. A lot of the girls have to sell small goods all day and also have to work in the house. These are domestic girls. 
This is how they are exploited. A lot of the times these girls are hit and injured because they don't do what they are supposed to do. It is important to understand that these children are starting from the age of seven or eight years old. They are expected to do things as adults do. There is a mixture of girls and boys, but there are less boys than girls. The girls who are aged 15 or 16 face a possibility of being exploited twice for labour and sexual purposes. Mais le problème c'est que le gouvernement gabonais ne veut pas que ces enfants restent ici. Alors il faut que les enfants partent. Mais aujourd'hui on commence nous-mêmes à renseigner certaines filles aussi au Gabon, mais en faisant un suivi. Ça veut dire que de temps en temps on voit si la fille est bien traitée, si la fille est en train d'apprendre un métier, si la fille se repose un jour par semaine, voir un peu certaines conditions. The problem is that to end trafficking, we must arrest the traffickers. There is a lot of poverty in these countries, and it is because of the poverty that the children come here. I think each government, Togo government and Benin government, need to think about how to invest in the villages in order for these people to have the means to survive and not to have to go to the big towns that lead them to travel to other countries. We know the names of the traffickers, but they are powerful people, so it is difficult to catch them. They are also the ones who are involved in the development of Gabon. So how can we catch them? I'm in the market here outside the train station in Libreville and it's busy and there's plenty of young people and old people about selling things. Fruit, clothes, vegetables, watches, sunglasses, mobile phones, belts. Everything's on offer here. Patrick, who helps the Carmelite sisters rescue children from street labour, shows me around. So here one finds every nationality selling things on the street. And it's here that the young children from Benin come to sell um, various products. Et c'est là aussi sont la plupart des filles. La plupart des filles sont ici dans ce marché là. C'est là où elles vendent. This is also where most of the girls would come to sell various cakes and things. Combien de temps par semaine tu visites le garoutier? 
Elle marchait euh, Trois fois par semaine. Et qu'est-ce que vous faites ici Ici, ici, on a l'occasion de retrouver la majorité des enfants. It's here that Patrick gets the opportunity to um, gather up some of the children who are working here. The market is absolutely huge, and we're reaching the um, clothing area where there's shoes and T-shirts and lo lots of music on sale here. Je demande d'abord qu'est-ce qu'il fait là. Mais c'est souvent très difficile parce que les patrons sont à côté. Tu ne pourras pas bien parler avec lui parce que le parent va lui faire un geste et l'enfant va fuir. Ok. So the first thing he usually asks is what they are doing here, but it's very difficult because the bosses are usually standing nearby and usually they just run off the children. He usually comes here where the centre becomes more empty. So when they return some of the boys or girls back to their various countries, he'll come down here, meet with some, and usually bring some more to the centre. But it's very difficult because the bosses are watching all the time. Ils ont un poste devant là-bas. So the police have a, a small station just at the back of the market. They also work looking for um, children who are suspected of having been trafficked. I gave up chasing Patrick through the market. The child trafficking that begins in West Africa can and does end up in Europe. Was one of the most interesting cases that I dealt with um, here in the last couple of years was where an African lady arrived. She presented, um, I think she arrived on a flight from Amsterdam, presented at the immigration officer down at immigration control. She had three children with her. Um, she had a teenager, a female teenager, about 14, and then she had two very young children, one an infant in her arms and another little toddler about two and a half years of age. She presented um, two Irish passports for the two youngest children and she presented her own, um, her own passport for herself and included within her own passport was the name of the older child that was travelling with her, the female teenager. Um, and that's normal. I mean, it would be normal that the child may not be travelling on her own passport, that she would be listed in her, in her parents' passport. But there was no photograph for that child. And in addition, the photographs that were in the two Irish passports for the younger children, they were photographs taken when the holders of the passport were only a couple of days old. So really, the immigration officer, the, the, the documents presented, they were of little value to him in trying to identify who the actual people standing in front of him were. So he became a little bit suspicious. He asked the lady a few questions 
she got a little bit agitated. Um, she's very insistent that the children were her children, even before he had even suggested that there might be something up. Um, he had a look at her tickets then, and it found out from examining the tickets that she had left this country a couple of days earlier. She'd gone to Western Africa, but she'd only brought one child with her. And here she's arriving in a couple of days later, and she's got three children. So the end of the of the immigration officer's inquiries, he decided he was going to take the children into care, which he did. And the children were brought to Temple Street Hospital. And when they get to Temple Street, the two boys, as I had said to you earlier, are the two little, the two younger children were meant to be boys. It turned out that one of them was a little girl. The children weren't in any way related to the lady who had presented them as her own two sons and daughter. Um, she had been back in Western Africa. She had brought travel documents belonging to her own children who were already here in Ireland and she brought in these three children for another lady. Now, as it turned out in this case, um, it really was an attempt at family reunification, albeit being done by legal means, but there was no sinister motive identified in that case. I suppose it shows us that there is always a risk there that people could use this mechanism for bringing children for other reasons to the country, so we have to be always vigilant.